Southern California. It is. It's like a sound you hear. <laughs> oh man, we have not talked in a month at this point. More or less a month. Yeah, like directly to each other. Yeah, on, either on a podcast or phone calls here and there. But well, a lot's happened, especially in the NBA world in the last month here. Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot. Like maybe the biggest free agency move in NBA history happened. Definitely, and then a more shocking, I think not the biggest, but a more shocking move with Boogie going True. to Golden State, which... Absolutely right. Just the... I was on a run. I'll tell the story real quick. I was on a run, and you like called me, and you're like, dude, Boogie, Golden State. I'm like, what? Excuse me? And it just completely <laughs> ruined my yeah. rest of my workout, rest of my day, but we'll get that here in a second. How you been? What, what, tell, tell, tell everyone who, who listens to us on a daily basis what you've been doing all summer in San Diego. So I came home for the summer to San Diego from Mizzou. I got a job working at 97.3 The Fan, which is a radio station here in San Diego. Uh, it's the home station for the San Diego Padres. So another summer for me working and covering the Padres. Uh, has not been too fun being a Padres fan or working for the Padres as they're horrible. But it has been like one of the best experiences of my life. Undeniably, I got to write a ton. And that was always kind of an area that it wasn't a weakness. Never felt comfortable. But never felt super comfortable. I never thought I could do it professionally. And for me to take that next step and uh, I'm writing series previews three times a week. I was doing these uh, like week in sports recaps where I would take the best social media posts from the previous week sure. and embed them into the article. And I got to learn a lot about uh, design and stuff like that. And then in addition, I was working a lot with the 3 to 6 o'clock show, which was Gwen and Chris. Right. So Tony Gwynn Jr., the son of obviously Hall of Famer, baseball great Tony Gwynn. Played a little professional ball did. as well. Played with the Brewers, played with the Padres, played with the Dodgers. I think spent some time in Washington. Uh, so he hosts a show. He also does some TV work with uh, Fox Sports San Diego. Right. So I got to work a lot with them. I was handling a lot of their social media accounts. I was doing preview videos and stuff like that. So, you know, before the show, they would give a slight preview 30 seconds a minute and you know i was the one behind the the phone or the camera at that time and as you may have saw in the last week they they gave me a pretty cool farewell pretty Um, big shout out for for just an intern yeah i know like a huge shout out like absolutely massive they gave me five minutes like on their live stream and stuff like that so i'm out you know the work i did that on on twitter too and so that one that that felt pretty damn good and and now we're here we are in san diego and in the templin's backyard with that connection at 97.3 i think tony gwynn's gonna be making a few appearances on the show here in the in the coming months tony Tony gwynn jr jr of course rest in peace to his father but junior t as i call him but t will be a absolutely coming on the show we talk pretty frequently be perfect for postseason baseball oh it's gonna be so ideal because last year yeah for postseason baseball speaking reese reese oh my goodness bro been on an absolute tear since the what was it since the all-star break since the home run derby yeah really he put on an absolute show in the home run derby and of course every year they say you know it ruins your swing but every guy who's competed in it, Jesus Aguilar for the Brewers has been really solid since. Bryce Harper's hitting like 350. Yeah, he was been since the All Star break. He's in like 
sub 220 beforehand. And he, I just he was on down. the trading block. Yeah. He, I think he was. Whispers. Rumors. Yeah, whis- yeah. What? What? For a guy who was going to get a $400 million contract coming right. up? That's pretty wild to yeah, consider he's, him he's on turned the trading it on, block. Turned it on when the money starts, you know. How about yourself though? What what's what's been popping? Uh, it's great. I mean, first of all, we gotta tell everybody we're in the Templin's backyard here in San Diego, California. Thanks for yes, having sir. us. Brought my lovely girlfriend Alexa along, who's, Auntie, who's sitting in the pool, just hey, Auntie, chilling out. And then, of course, the the, the mastermind behind everything, the Danny Ocean, if you will, the Danny Ocean, Jack Haggerty, just chilling in the pool, unbelievable, back there. So beer in his hands, yeah. sitting poolside, this, shades this on. This is the life. Yeah, I was really happy we could make it out here. But myself, I was actually in Colombia. Uh, all summer just working uh a lot of people know that i work for i was a manager at or i still am at pickleman's managing sandwich uh, man ma- making sandwiches but Beautiful. i also got a i got, got a corporate job with them this this past uh always oh, going corporate now. yeah always oh, going corporate. it's anything but just you know we're doing social media marketing and all those types of things but also got uh a class where basically just made movies all cl- like that was my objective oh, wow. of my four-week class it was in july and basically every day was make a new movie, make a new movie, make a movie. So I got to work with actors in Colombia, which oh, that's I awesome. never got to. I met a really cool guy named Stephen Moore. You can check him out on Instagram. And he's he's got a few IMBD credits himself. Jeez. Yeah, he goes to, he goes to Mizzou. Get after but, it. But yeah, no, I, I got to work with him. What was the best? Give a 10-second trailer of one of the best movies you uh, made. Or not so, movie, okay, but Okay, yeah, quickly. Video. So one of our assignments was like it had to be a certain theme that we just picked out of a hat like as groups okay and my group picked post-apocalyptic Ooh! and so we did like serious and it's a short movie so we did like serious like will smith i am legend vibes oh my goodness with like like kind of like the pacing of the harrison ford movie the fugitive oh it was on last yeah, night brother ex- exactly Come on. so like you know like sort of those like you come to mind like people who are kind of just like the movie the entire themselves so we did voiceovers and kind of stuff like uh the movie I watched before this assignment was the Brad Pitt movie, uh, World, World War Z. World War Z. So a lot of so good. Yeah. So it was like so. And you only have so much time in a four minute film. Yeah. So yeah, I got to do stuff like that. Learned a lot of cool new tricks. Also got to work with the guy who co-founded, co-conspirated. I think is the right word. Uh, True False Film Festival, which oh, a lot okay. of people know is huge film festival that goes on in Columbia every March. Uh, I think it's March, and he's been doing it for twenty plus years now. Hanging out with him doing some interviews and just work with him and i mean true false is massive i had no idea how big true false was it's like people call it like i mean in the u.s it's like tribeca which is like more or less number one and and then it's true false like yeah the second one is like the second biggest event or for for film festivals is f sundance i'm going to can again to palm de or in columbia missouri so who would have thought so i got to hang out with the guy who created that and like just learning from these people and in the filmmaking industry. I when I came to Columbia, I wanted to be a journalism major, broadcast <sighs> yeah. just like you, and got decently far in it. Which is like, you know what? I want to be a little bit more creative with, yeah. with my work. And no offense to journalism school, awesome school, but offense taken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you something about. We're talking about, oh, have you seen any movies this summer? If you're working with movies, are you like catching movies Well, at that's all? the problem is because I've been so busy, especially in July. I've, I haven't caught my – Alexa and I caught Incredibles 2, which was – Epic. We loved it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I saw it twice. So yeah. good. I mean, awesome movie. I didn't get to see the Star Wars movie Solo. Did not see Solo. Um, Did not see Mission Impossible. Everyone's talking so, about it. Well. I saw Mission Actually, Impossible. Actually, one movie I really want to see is Bo Burnham's 8th Grade. I did not. Yeah, yeah. I like apparently that's gotten rave reviews just because it nails the head on people or like kids in eighth grade. Like, that. yeah, and not in, in this generation, but also just in general, the overall themes of it. I'd what I th- really uh, I thought it did that really well. Yeah, it just totally captured what it was like of, yeah. to be a twelve year old and how things are bigger in your head than they yeah. actually are. This summer, I saw Incredibles two twice. Yeah, Deadpool Deadpool two twice. I hadn't seen it. I saw Infinity War. I saw Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I saw Mission Impossible. Jesus. You saw everything. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, I was making moves. See, this is a conversation for old Uncle Uncle Teddy, who's now in Denver as an oh, actual suit. Heartbreaking. A suit. Suit. Yeah, he's out in Denver killing it right now. So You mentioned I Am Legend. Sleater is going to die when he hears you. Yeah, that's like his favorite movie of really? all time. Like, yeah, no, undeniably. It was really cool to film like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, the Denzel movie. I love that one. Equalizer well. 2. Not, not, e- not, not that. I'm talking about same genre as... Oh, I don't know. It's not like, Man on Fire. It's him and Mila Kunis. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic. I can't believe Oh, uh, 
Book of uh, Eli. There we oh, go. it is Book of Eli. That took us way God too long to figure it. out, but that also horrible. that sort of sort of vibe with it as yeah. well. And my classmate, what it made it really cool was just my class was like all like people who are aspiring. That's awesome. Like I don't, I I want to learn it just for the film production side of it. And make you know do film video for like sports and like companies and things like that. And then there's kids in my class who are like Hollywood's where I'm going next. Yeah. And that's really cool just to, to hear their like hopes and dreams and how creative they are. So you do what you love. You yeah. don't work a day in your life. Exactly. Man. It makes it easy. That's that's a good catch up right there. Boom. That was not bad. No. That was relatively efficient, too, Ten on minutes, time. Ten minutes. Wow. That's all it took. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. Well, I mean, the biggest news in the summer, and we haven't talked about it yet, is LeBron to L.A. And you've heard all the... All for, the takes that come yeah. with it and all that jazz. And, and we now see the supporting cast or the idea of it. Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee come along. You know, they're going to keep Kuzma ball. Randall goes to New Orleans. Yeah. Which I thought he was going to be a big part of this team. I was kind of hoping that he was going to be he, able to it's stay. it's not like he got a ton of money in New Orleans either. Two did years? Not, 14 maybe? Did not get that much money. It was a lot less than what I thought. They, Rondo signed for $9 million for one year. Yeah. Did you see his quote yesterday I've about not. Ball? I really, didn't. really interesting well, quote. Yeah, just because I think everyone's like so confused by these moves. And then if LeBron and magic talked about it on the night before he ended up signing, like this is going to be a team. These are the veterans we're going after. And so I think a lot of people are scratching, scratching their head. Like, is this the team that, you know, is going to contend with the warriors? And I, th- and I think what a lot of people are beginning to realize is that I think magic and LeBron, he signed for four years. LeBron hasn't yeah, signed that long of a contract since I don't even think he did it in Miami. Miami. He has always been a short contract high number guy and now he's four years 156 or three i think it's 56 yeah regardless four years are a shit ton of money obviously there's another side of things for when it comes to lebron with why he moved to la that we can get into too but yeah as far as the sporting cast goes you know my my idea of it is you have this group of young guys who are good but they don't know how to be pros yet. You know, they're fighting with each other on Twitter. Not and, yet. And Magic. And I don't, they're play fighting. Yeah, Hart's exactly. going to be a big part of this team, by the way. It's, it's, it's because of Summer League. and But especially because you have a group of vet, young guys and a group of veterans. And I think the idea is let's bring these guys who, JaVale McGee has championship pedigree. Rondo, championship pedigree. And I think LeBron hasn't played with a guy as smart as Rondo basketball, Q-wise. I'm not sure. There's not many guys that are as smart as Rondo in the entire league. Right. So, you know, I mean, Dwayne Wade is obviously Chris Bosh. But outside of that, Cleveland past couple of years, how many guys connect with LeBron in that super high level? LeBron of talks about playing against Rondo right. in, in those Celtics matchups during the late 2000s. And he said that Rondo would call out the plays that they were running and call out defensive schemes as they were happening. And I think ever since then, LeBron has, one, tried to mimic it, and two, admired it to the point where, you know what, if I can get that guy on my team, right. why not? Like, why would you not want that on your team? Here's the quote from Rondo. Rondo's not worried about coming off the bench in L.A. Quote, whatever they ask me, you know, my main objective is to win. I'm ready to help develop Lonzo as much as possible. See, that's that's key. That tells me so much about where his mindset is at. And I think New Orleans, that stint there changed him a little bit. Because he I think he really helped Drew Holiday. We talked a lot of Drew Holiday last year, just how good he was. How how much he had improved. And I think a lot of that can be contributed to Rondo yeah. you know, carrying the load of just the point guard duties day to day and game to game. But also just because Rondo, I think, you know, every, speaking of Rondo as a teammate. In Chicago, you know, you had the feud between Jimmy and D Wade. Yeah. But every young guy, Nico, Denzel Valentine, uh, like Justin Holiday, who's a veteran, Robin Lopez, all those guys say Rondo's one of the best teammates, if not the best. Nico said he's by far the best teammate they I've ever had. They swear by it. And this is the, Nico was a guy who played with Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, Carlos Boozer. Like these are longtime veterans, well established stars in the league, Luol Dang. And I think I like the idea if you see what Golden State does the, the following day. Yeah. And gets boogie. Yeah. It's like already proclaimed that Golden State's going to win again. And, you know, they are the favorites, obviously. They will be again. And especially if all that works out, we can get to that later. But I think they're playing the long game here. We got four years. LeBron has had superhuman health. Obviously, you can't rely on it because Final Time's undefeated. But of course. Maybe, maybe you get these veterans to come in, teach. Teach the younger guys the ropes, and hopefully they grow. They love Brandon Ingram. They the, didn't flinch on getting Kawhi Leonard for Brandon, Ing- Brandon the, Ingram. The Rockets were so close this last year to kind of cracking the Warriors. Almost feels like they're so close. Almost feel like their window's already closed. And in the NBA, no matter how good a team may seem, and we talked about this last year, and we said you know the Warriors are 
are the probable favorites and they're the the odds on guys to win it and they did but in the nba there's so many injuries and trades and feuds that happen you really so much can't, off the court stuff you can't predict a lot of what's going to happen and the rockets were so close and you know the chris paul injury happens in game six or game five right he misses games six and seven and th- there's your there's your story and the warriors move on the lakers are trying to do something different they're not trying to go toe-to-toe with the warriors right. they're going to try and play one possession at a time basketball right which is what Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and LeBron, and then Lonzo does best. Right. It's just one play at a time. Do you think Lonzo's a good running mate for LeBron? As, in terms of point guards, you look back on all the point guards, Chalmers. Uh, weird weird fit. And who's, uh, who's the guy? I mean, he had Kyrie for a couple of years, but still not like the right fit of point guard. We have never seen a player like Lonzo play with LeBron. Correct. No pass first, pass heavy, fast breaking. Can also go up and get it from LeBron, like they can pass back and forth at the rim to each other because LeBron or Lonzo's a, a threat at the rim. I think an area that the Lakers are going to succeed very well will be rebounding between Lance, Rondo, Lonzo as your guards. Plus the young guys they just brought in, Mo Wagner. Those guys are great rebounders despite their size. Right. I mean, they just put up boards on boards every other possession. I mean, that was one of Lonzo's best attributes this year. Was his ability to get boards and move in fat in in the transition, and he's and the Lakers, like you said, they're not doing what Golden State's doing. They're not going to beat him with small ball. They're not going to try to beat him with small ball. They certainly have a plan in place to take the young guys, yeah, mesh him with the veterans, and see where LeBron takes him. Forty eight and a half over under for the Lakers. I think I would say over. I until I've said it a thousand times before. <laughs> yeah. Until I see LeBron not win 50 games, I'm just going to continue. The Lakers, what, won like 35 games last year? I think LeBron's like worth 15 wins. So about 50 and 32 is (laughs) About 15 wins. That is absolutely ridiculous. And then obviously the other big free agency thing other than Boogie, of course, is, let's see here, Kawhi going to Toronto. Yeah. Which is a sad ending for the Spurs. And also a very interesting move with DeRozan, you know, kind of getting – Stabbed in the back by the Raptors for, you know, taking them to prominence in places they have never gone before. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they, they ran into Cleveland and once again, they lose to Cleveland. They fire their head coach. They trade the star that has brought them to as good as they have been as a franchise. Had to shake it up, though. and but They had to. But it's a, great, like, it's a great trade for both teams, I think. Yeah, opinion. but man, is it tough to tell DeRozan, you know, See, a year yeah. ago yeah. when a kid who's from L.A., like DeRozan, had the chance to go sign in LA and he said, no, I'm going to come back and I'll commit long-term to you guys. Right. And then they just ship him off like that. Boom. Gone. Kawhi now in Toronto. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to start playing the 2019 free agency game. Yeah. Is, is it inevitable? Gonna, is it inevitable? He's going to go to the Lakers. Lakers are smart not to, you know, give up a bunch of assets. Yeah. And see, but then they, of course they, they, the other big move, Paul George staying with, with Russ OKC. and OKC. I really like OKC. Is that a, is, is that a, a Dark foretelling of, or like a foreshadowing of what might happen with Kawhi in Toronto? You Because know, Paul George wasn't supposed to stay there. Right. That was supposed to be just kind of a Hail Mary. Let's put together as many talented players as we could and see what happens. And, oh, what do you know? He's sticking around. Is that is that foreshadowing a little bit? Is, is there a upside to being in Toronto for Kawhi Leonard? No. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. I think Greg Popovich was so irritated by the situation, whatever happened. Yeah. Put down. I don't know all the details. But so classic of the Spurs, Kawhi's like, I'm a Southern California guy. I want to play in L.A. I want my warm weather back. Yeah. And it's not like San Antonio's a, you know, Chicago, Windy City in the winter. Sure. They ship him to the arguably the coldest town in, in, in the North American <laughs> In the entire prof- yeah, NBA. the continent. I mean, Toronto? You think he's going to stay in Toronto? <laughs> I think this is a one-year thing for the Raptors. If it doesn't work with Kawhi, the worst they could probably do with that team right now is Eastern Conference semifinals, Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Depending on how it shakes up and how they mesh. But also... I mean, if you assume that the Celtics are healthy... They'll stay. And, and if Philly continues the on this track... And I'm right. not sure that Toronto's even better than the Bucks are. 
right now. For sure. I don't know. We I don't know how, how healthy he is right now. It's a great but question. Personally, I just think regardless of what happens in Toronto, if it doesn't work out with Kawhi or they don't you know, at least get to the finals with Kawhi and there's no chance he's going to stay, at least Toronto can be like, well, we don't have the DeRozan contract to worry about. The Lowry contract's yeah. up. We can rebuild. We can start over. We can trust our system, and we can move on from here because that's the inevitable part. They couldn't get past LeBron. LeBron's now on the West Coast. Might as well start energizing that franchise sure. after you trade away DeRozan, get Kawhi, and if Kawhi leaves. But that's for the 2019 free agency. OKC got better, in my opinion, this Okay. This summer. Okay. I don't think it's enough to get past the Warriors or the Rockets. I'm not sure it is either, but is that more of a Russ concern or is that a team? It's a huge Russ concern. And it I love watching the guy play, so when I criticize him, I really don't hope or I hope that people don't mistaken it for hate or uh, a disdain for him. But taking pull up jumpers at seventeen feet in transition is not gonna win you games. Like it's great and it's fun to watch and the guy flies up and down the court. Right. But dude, that jumper, there's it's it's messing them up. It's messing them up real bad and I I, I like just the volume of shots. Yeah. You know? They it, go in a lot. They do. They do. It's but the efficiency. Do those long twos. Be super interesting, I think, in my opinion, if you know they got Schroeder from Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really interesting if they play him off the ball. Schroeder had to get out of Atlanta, right? That had to happen. But do Russ and Schroeder as a backcourt? Russ plays the two a little bit more, and they can man- manageably deal with a high efficiency two guard shoot. You know, oh, or is it still just Russ can't be Russ at times? It's a little bit, or you know, if you put Schroeder at the two, if you or if you excuse me, if you put Russ at the two, it's a little bit like Iverson. At his at that point in his career in 01, 02, they moved him to the shooting guard and Eric he, Snow played point. And yeah, he was a little undersized defensively, but who could guard the guy offense? I mean, there was no one. There was not I, a Russ single guard, two. Russ can guard fours in this. In he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine regardless. And I think it'll be interesting if Schroeder and 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 Westbrook are able to to mesh in OKC. Two more moves that we need to discuss. Boogie. So I don't know if you want to start there. Sure. Okay. I think it's a product of I, my only terms or my say is that you can't get mad at the Warriors for doing good business. I'm not mad at the Warriors, and I'm not mad at Boogie really either. Be no mad one at gave the rest him, of the league. No one gave him a contract offer. If no one's gonna offer him a contract, why not call up the best team with your best chance to succeed? He's not gonna play till he wants to get back by like after the January sure. year one in 2019. But if he comes back in February. That's when okay or excuse me, Golden State needs its pick me up. He's That's got when, time. He's in no rush. Yeah, which is the best thing you could possibly have at your disposal after coming off an Achilles injury. The right. dude is seven foot. Golden State he's is massive. Yeah. Golden State has nothing to lose with getting him. If if he ruins the locker room, it was he's gone five million dollars. Yeah, it was four million dollars less than what Rondo signed for. It's insane. And now I have what? five All NBA guys. I I had this I had this uh. Andrew Slaughter, who a friend of mine back in St. Louis, I, I asked him, and, and Lucas Bopple, two guys who listen as well, but I asked him, I was like, give me Golden State's five of Curry, uh, Clay, Durant, Draymond, and DeMarcus Cousins. I'll give you everybody else in the league. Can you... Not many teams are going to beat it regardless. Not even that, but can you put together a team of all, like, five guys who would be like, I'll take those guys and I'll see if... I can beat Golden State with them. Can you create a team that I'm still thinking like, you know what? I could still take Golden State there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that team can beat anybody could a team at any a, point. Could a trio of AD, Giannis, LeBron, and then two yeah. backcourt players yeah. take Golden State? Yeah, they could. But I'd still take It'd Golden still State. still be a hell of a game. St- I might still take Golden State in a seven-game series. Well, any the combination of those players and Steve Kerr in a system – they work in a system. Right. You're and not just throwing, off the bench still. You're not throwing these guys out there to just go figure MVP it out. Off the bench, you're not, still. They're not figuring it out as they go. They have a system in place, checks and balances to make sure one guy's not doing too much and one guy's not doing too little. The personalities mesh. You know, if it could work with Draymond and Boogie, that, why not? Is that the only question? Draymond and Boogie. They seem smart enough guys to not let. Steve Kerr is such a good ego manager, and that's a, that's a lot of the duties of a NBA coach is ego management. And I think he does a phenomenal job with just, yeah. just alone. You have Durant, you have Steph, you have Clay, who's probably the least 
bothersome player ever to play with. You know, it just doesn't. I don't think he affects the locker room. Didn't in Boogie bad ways. say that during his yeah he's signing? Like, he's like Clay's just a different dude. Without a doubt, like my favorite warrior. Yeah. <laughs> He still refers to him as the Warriors, like he's not on their team. Yeah, it still feels like Boogie. And it's what's great is if Boogie and Clay, if Clay can vibe with Boogie, then there you go. It's Bingo, like, done. Lock it in. Yeah. Uh, the other move that had to discuss because I think that I hold a little bit different of opinion than the mass population. Carmelo Anthony to the Rockets. Their odds in Vegas got worse. Worse. When I added Melo. Really interesting. And ten-time All Star odds got worse. I'm not I'm not so sure it's necessarily about Melo going to the Rockets. It's in addition to everything else that happened in the Western Conference Finals. Melo had a really tough year this last year. I mean, things did not go the way they planned at all in OKC. I think and not this is not it's not Westbrook's fault, but playing with Westbrook, having the style play of Melo would be really difficult. Sure. I mean, those two guys just don't mesh and we saw it in the last game against Utah. Uh, yeah, the, yes, we did. Westbrook had to start start playing hero ball because Melo was got awful and Paul George shot wasn't there. But they weren't getting Melo in the spots that he like. You no. need to get Melo in. Yeah, I'm curious if that changes this year. Does Melo have one more solid year left? I mean, let's not forget that this guy is a ten time like. All league scoring. Yeah. This guy can score the best of them. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But early in LeBron's career from 2003 to 2010, Melo gave LeBron fits. It was was Melo. Would you take Melo or LeBron? And there was a lot of the population was like, well, Melo and LeBron both haven't won championships. If you want to give me a player right now, I'm going to take Melo. Which is just wild. That That wasn't like a crazy take back then. And Melo's got like a 77 2K rating or something this year. Oh my god! Did you see his two? Oh, oh, now I have to make sure that it's. I know, I know, Trey. I seventy-seven Trey Young. I know he got that. But regarding the Houston Rockets, they lost in Bamute. Ariza went to Phoenix, which I mean, Phoenix may improve the most. This I year. lied. What is it like 80, 81? 67. Mellow? Mellow? No. I'm looking at it right now, bro. That's disgusting. No, that that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> it's I, all over crazy? Twitter, though. Am I crazy? I don't. I really don't. I looked it. up Carmelo Anthony two K rating two K account. I don't want. It, like, and there have been four photos that have showed up with a sixty seven rating. No, you gotta you gotta go to the NBA two K account. Regardless, Houston did they get better or worse? Uh, they're not getting better. I mean, they're not gonna go to the NBA finals. You think they're winning? I think they're And they were a game to. away from going to the NBA Finals. So they can't really. It's either finals or get worse for them. Right. And as we make these picks, you know, you got to point out that an injury to Golden State, an injury. Changes to, everything. Changes everything. We're just, you know, shooting. Shooting the shit what here. We, especially in what, sunny San and what Diego. we see. Uh, yeah. And that's that's the best part about all of this. But no, I, I agree with you on Houston. At Eastern Conference, you know, let's do five or 10 minutes. I can handle that. About. LeBron's LeBron's that. gone. As a Bucks fan, talk to me. Is it does it feel like all right? It's got to be Eastern Conference Finals or it okay? So or it's time to start worrying about Giannis going elsewhere. In my head, my mind's not on Giannis leaving yet. Although I think it's a possibility. For your hundred million is still yeah yeah he's still intact through yet. like twenty twenty two twenty twenty or twenty twenty two might be twenty twenty two honestly. When did he sign it? Last summer. Okay, then that would probably be twenty twenty two. I'm not at the point where I'm worried about him leaving yet because that's just so far in the distance. I do not feel like he has been summoned by the gods to be the new king of the East. I feel like there's this sword, Excalibur, on the top of the Eastern Conference mountain. And it's going to be, who's going to be the first man up that goddamn hill? Sure. And I think Giannis has a really good chance to go out and grab it. It's who, not going to come to players? Who are the other players who are oh, it's, climbing the it's, hill? It's Simmons, in addition to Embiid, you know, those the two Celtics together. Pick a I think Kyrie and Hayward and Tatum, dude. I know, I know. I think it's, it stays between those, that Three. trio. Sure. If Chris Ops was healthy, I would consider it, but... I man, like the Eastern Conference, man. I do, too. It's a it's lot of fun. Super fun, super young. There's a lot of teams who were at the top half of the 
draft this year that got young, interesting players. I think Giannis wants to go grab that sword. He looks like he's built for to play he anything. He wants to go get it so bad, and he's like a combination of this ridiculous body with Mamba mentality and and this chance for growth. He, he last year, I think he was working with uh, the German shooting coach that Dirk worked with sure. for a long the time. Guy found Dirk, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about some of the best qualities, and he's putting together. He's got like four of the Infinity Stones, like Thanos at this point, bro. He's got like four <laughs> he's putting of them it together. He's like oh seven LeBron, maybe. Yeah, he's getting really close to just going absolute Giannis takeover mode. To the point where he can take the Bucks, carry the Bucks to the Eastern. Conference I'll see finals. you uh, at nine a.m. on Christmas Day in the Garden. Wow, in the Garden against, against the, the Knicks. Knicks. He has his probably two most memorable moments. In the NBA, in the Garden. Yeah, he jumped over Tim Hardaway yep. Jr. last year. Last year. And then he has the step-back game winner the yeah, year before. the year before. So his two possibly best moments come in the Garden. And I think the NBA knew what they were doing putting him there. First time since 1977 have they played on Christmas Day. That's beautiful. Well, well they, expanded, awesome. they expanded the Christmas games in 2007, I think. Yeah. They added two more games. Right, but now, I mean, still. Still. 1977, you know. Incredible. Super excited in Christmas. NBA on Christmas is like the greatest thing as in you, the as goddamn we, as, world. As we for get me. older and become bigger fans of the NBA, it it feels almost like I look forward to that more than the presents I'm opening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is it? About but now this? that I'm 22, I don't really. So the NBA schedule wasn't released yet, and I thought it was going to be. They have not released the full Christmas schedule. Day. Yeah, we don't know the. But we know Christmas Day, and we some, know opening some, week. Some uh, reporters have beats on other teams than other teams have so yeah i would say you know we'll 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 know shortly whether opening day is i was really hoping we would know by now so we could discuss maybe some yeah well the bulls the bulls play they open their season in on the road against philadelphia okay so they had the opening week but i want to know when the when when are the bucks coming to the uc the United Center. Because we'll know, you know, we'll be taking taking a trip to. Gotta to make a road Jordan trip. Hill. Easy podcast. Maybe by then Haggerty will have another shirt out. Maybe who knows? He gets ready to go to work here. Yeah, I'm just giving Kid him a just hard living time. The life. We actually do have a new shirt coming out. We do relatively soon here. Two weeks. Two weeks is about the es- estimated arrival date of our new shirt. It looks damn sexy. It's a long sleeve. It is. It is. Are we officially going long sleeve? First one's going to be short sleeve. Second one will be long sleeve. Sure. We got two in the books right now. Both are going to look great. After that, we got uh, October. And, you know, October's a great time for uh, baseball, baby. So I'm hoping that baseball, October one. football, college football So not well. the next two shirts, but the shirt after that, I'm hoping is a baseball. I'd love a, a three-quarter sleeve, something like that. I would love a little baseball tee. Oh, my God. God. Sounds like you're just designing it right now. I am. I am. I'm looking at Haggerty. I'm looking at Haggerty right now. All right. That was a pretty good little NBA recap. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah we, not bad right there, right? Being efficient today. Yeah. We, I, I think it's because we want to get in that pool as soon as possible. I think so too. And <laughs> crush some more of these beers, I think. Absolutely. Let's head to break here in a second, uh, recoup, and we'll be back in a minute. This episode of the Iconic Podcast is brought to you by the Iconic Clothing Company. You can check out their website, IconicClothingCo.com. We have another shirt coming out here very soon within the next two weeks. We'll have another shirt after that, and then following that shirt will probably, from what I'm understanding, be our first baseball shirt. That will come out in October. It's only fitting. We had a little bit of representation out at Lollapalooza this last week. Boston Dickerson wearing the... Hashtag for the culture shirt at Lollapalooza. Cole Brents has picked up a shirt. Ryan Jackson picked up a shirt this week. It's going to be a little bit like Hype Beast or Supreme at, at Columbia, Missouri this year, man. If you're wearing Iconic, it's going to be the best of the best. It's going to be its own little clique. It's going to be its own little gang. And you're going to want the hottest gear in town. But you can't forget from sundown to sunset. It's all in the air, you hear it everywhere. No matter what you do, it's gonna grab a hold on you. 
back up a PGA championship here. Might as well. We have it on the uh, the screen behind us here. Right. Or behind me, in yeah. front of you. Gary Woodland. Six under. Just finished his round. A first round 64. 34-year-old from Topeka, Kansas. A Jayhawk. Oh, my. Ew. Gross. A beaker. He's a... <laughs> He's a goddamn beaker. He's a beaker. So... Bo and I and the rest of the Missouri Tiger contingent will not be rooting for him. Ricky Fowler had a great opening round, 65. He's five. SoCal kid. Just a bad. I, I think today's this this could be his weekend. This could be finally the one for Ricky. The I major? Really hope so. Yeah. The elusive major In for Bell Ricky Reeve? Fowler? In Bell Reeve. Also got Jason Day, three under. Poulter, who's been playing pretty well of late. He's back. Dustin Johnson also finished three under. Tiger fought back to even. Justin Thomas, one under. I don't see Rory on Rory here. Might have struggled. Brooks, Kapeka, the U.S. Open champion. Yeah, so Kapka, a good, a good opening round for or opening day for Bell Reeve in St. Louis. I know a lot of us, a lot of our friends back home are super pumped that uh, the hundredth PGA Championship is in basically in their backyard. Uh, our buddy Dreyer, my roommate, he's going. Yeah, he's going Saturday, Tomorrow, but also, or, or t- also, t- you know. Taking advantage of the economy stimulating from the PGA Championship as an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Lyft. Lyft, excuse me. Lyft he driver. He might be both, honestly. Right. He might be both. Shouts to driver. All right. What do you want to, this, is, this is, you know, we just got out of the pool. We did. <laughs> How many podcasts are taking breaks in the pool? Not many. Very few. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, I assume we want to go into baseball, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, I mean, you've been. Locked in on the Padres and the greater baseball uh, as of late. Um, I mean, I could just give a quick update. Some teams that have surprised me. Reese, we may or may not go tomorrow when they when they when they get to uh, Petco tomorrow against the Padres for a weekend series. Yeah, the Phillies have been super surprising. How the hell did that happen? Leading the NL East, literally came out of nowhere like an RKO. What the heck? This team was not supposed to be anything. And there, a lot of people dismiss them to be a uh, free agency landing spot for some of these big names in the next four years. But with a young core like they have, they have the money. They're in a relatively big sports city. I think they could land one of those really big names Machado. like a Trout, Harper, Machado Especially over the next four years. The guys who drafted and scouted Machado are now in Philadelphia. Oh, so yeah, when, they, when they're in Baltimore, now they're in Philadelphia. So that wouldn't be that would not be surprising. I think they they might be the the clubhouse leader uh, at the moment. Another team that's been surprising, the Oakland A's. I don't know how they're doing it. It's I seriously wild. have no idea because Moneyball two point I have no. I mean, other than Chris Davis, I don't know how many players I could name on that team. I mean, they Jim are Lowry. totally outperforming. You couldn't. You couldn't. After Sean Mana, Mana, okay. the number one. Yeah, yeah, you gave me a look of like, who the hell is that? No, 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 no. I know through the no hitter really yes. early in the year, but that team is a bunch of misfit toys. Yeah, that are making it work somehow. They I don't have, know they how they continue the hot to do it. Corner covered for the next ten years in Matt Champ. But I love about Ace fans is that they they have this like kind of like this is our team. They're young. We like them or. Band-Aid together, basically. Yeah. And the young superstars, they already have this like kind of idea that, yeah, eventually they're gonna leave and we'll get the next guy. And but but this team is just their bullpen is wicked. Absolutely wicked. Not exactly shocking that they're outperforming, but this roster was so bad. The A's either have a just brutal year where they're the top five worst teams in the MLB, or they have Magical seasons that get movies made after them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so the A's, the Phillies. Mariners are right there. and they have Mariners been the have been really good. The Brewers night. have been an absolute blast to watch this year. I mean, they are super fun to watch. Yeah. Between Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich. for that NLE A's is out. Aguilar. I mean, Ryan Braun. Excuse me. Ryan Braun is an afterthought in that lineup. And that division is so much fun. The Cardinals slipped there for a week period, but now Matt yeah, Carpenter yeah, Dark Horse is MLB, MLB back, MVP on, candidate. back on the tear. This dude in the last three weeks, yeah. I mean, his. I should pull up his stat line. I'm going to pull it up right now. Just some quick stats for you. Um, when I was writing for 97.3 The Fan, sure. one of my weekly updates included 
a Matt Carpenter week where the dude had three dingers and two doubles in a game. He continued on through the next three games at just an absurd pace. And yet here we are three weeks, almost a month later, and he hasn't stopped. He is a madman right now. He had a slower start to the season. This boom, like that. He's homered every day since August 3rd. Holy (laughs) shit. That is six straight days. He's hitting 281, Jesus 31 home runs. The only thing that may hurt his MLB or his MVP candidacy is the Cardinals aren't doing well, but that isn't yeah. as much of a issue as it is with other sports is how, how much your team performing versus your individual performance. It's not tied as much together as per se the NBA, but in the same division, the other guy, Javi. Javi oh Baez from the Cubs who's done absolutely everything, especially with Chris Bryant, have been out majority of the year and potentially the season. And Rizzo's just getting back on track. We're both we're both surrounded by a lot of Chicago kids. Right. So we've been obviously hearing the name Javi Baez now for like four years. I mean, we just saw a game. Alexa and I and my family just saw a game last Friday for my mom's birthday on the third. And he did like five noteworthy things where the game was a good game itself. If you love baseball, you know, you loved all the you know, it was a good game. It really was a good game, went down to the final out. But also five four, I think. Yeah, five the... four and left the guy on third. Or yeah, this Padres left the guy on third, but Baez hit a home run in the, in the first inning or the second inning early on, saved a run at the plate that proved to be the game-saving run at the plate defensively, pushed it to third to get yeah. an extra run. Yeah. I mean, and he did the, the swim, t- uh, swim, swim, swim dodge of the, of the tag. I, he did like four things where people got out of their seats and went nuts. This is – so I was saying, we you know, for four years now we've been hearing the name, Javi Baez, and we see the highlight plays. We see the, the top ten – Sports Center appearances about once a week. This is the first year, though, where it seems like it's come together. So now you're talking about the little things he's doing. Right. So his wicked tags at second. Yeah. His swim moves at uh, stealing bases. Right. Um, at the plate, he's fishing at less stuff. And this is the first time. Now we're seeing it come together. Now it's avoiding it's the, all the brutal could win a gold, mistakes. Could win a gold glove, silver slugger, and the MVP. Uh, he's hitting 298, 25 home runs. Leading the NL in RBIs right now at 88. And he's got 19 stolen bags. So we'll have a 2020 season as well. And He's it, he's a it, pretty automatic yeah. 2020 guy. And it's going to be interesting between Cardinals and Cubs. Just a nice little rivalry. Of but course. also these two guys, we'll see who wins the NL MVP, you know. Between those two, uh, the Brewers those can, seem to be the. If the, the guys Brewers right now. can pitch, they're going to be right in this. I mean, they're For still sure. in it right now. Yeah, they you know they go through rough patches, but that lineup is so damn dangerous. I mean, you've got home run hitters just across the board: Travis Shaw, Jesus Aguilar, Lorenzo Cain, uh, Christian Yell. I mean, those guys, all right. of them, just absolutely rake the baseball. And they got Moose too. Yeah, at the, the Moose. The deadline was crazy this year. It was wild. The last like six hours of it. Yeah, just constant. It was like. Little pieces, little pieces, boom, boom, boom. Seems gone, to be gone, a trend gone. that's kind of continuing for the MLB is guys moving back and forth. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, teams are beginning to realize or have already done the math on it that if we can just bring in another bullpen arm or two and we have a team that's at 500 and we can grab that, that, that second might be wild, wild card spot, if we can, you know, the A's are doing the exact same thing. They're going to, they're asking five, six innings out of their starters, letting their bullpen take care of the rest. The Yankees, same way. They're going to, they're going to rely on their bullpen heavy as well. The Astros. It's no. It's no coincidence that the best teams in the MLB have some of the best bullpens. There's a recipe to this. Absolutely. You know what I mean. Um, the Indians are a team that's going to scare me here in the coming coming months. If I was in the AL, yeah. holy shit. The AL is going to be wild. Between Brad Hand and now Andrew Miller's returning from injury. Sure. Can um, they patch that bullpen? Hello, Jose. You've got like four or five innings between those two of just dominant. Power lefty arms. Power arms. We were talking about the ALEs, and you mentioned the Yankees. The Red Sox are, been insane. are nine games ahead of the Yankees, and the Yankees are good, and they just swept them. Swept them. Boston has has proven that they're the best team in baseball right now. Oh, proven my it. God. Uh, Mookie Betts is an MVP candidate. Uh, Chris Sale, who's been on the DL, has been sensational he's not been hurt Porcello yeah. Price has been underwhelming and he's like their third sure. man in the rotation their, their lineup is insane JD Martinez looks like he's gonna hit 500 plus he's, in his career he's, after 
He for a nothing. while there, he was a low-key yeah. triple crown guy because, yeah. like, his average was right there. He had the ribbies, and he's going to – he'll probably end up with leading the AL in ribbies and dingers. He sure. probably just won't be able to do it with the average, but he's still going to hit, like, 315 this year. The dude is an absolute monster. Boston ben Attendees like, yeah. right there. Their, their, their pen is kind of scary. They don't really have a setup guy, but they have, they have a closer, but – their starting pitching has been more or less really good, and then obviously the lineup is dangerous. As J.D. Martinez stat line. He's hitting 332, 34 bombs, 98 RBIs. Yeah, they have two AL Are MVP you kidding candidates. me? That's insane. Holy shit. That is an absurd stat line. And to think that this guy was once a Houston Astro that just got let go to Detroit, you know? Oh, my God. In Detroit, he was nothing until he fixed his swing as well. What a story, That's though! Wild. So, I mean, baseball, baseball's been fun. If you, I mean, it's tough. You know, I, for me personally, it just I feel like whenever we talk about baseball, we talk about the state of baseball. Yeah, where it's at. And, yeah, you know, I felt personally, I felt like Manny Machado, who's top three shortstop in the game. You know, depending on what. So, you so think. we were ha- hold on. Just, so just, we were just, having this conversation yesterday, and you said that he's an adamant shortstop. Personally, yeah, I'm not so sure. I think, in my opinion, that in the last six months, or the last year, I guess, and including now, he's making this big push to make himself appear as a shortstop. For the money. For the money, because he's about to sign this ridiculous contract, and if he's capable of playing third and short... Willingly, yeah. The dude is going to get paid. Man, if the Dodgers can figure out a way to keep him on that roster, he is so made for LA. He's wearing eight for Kobe. I just felt like it should have been a bigger deal for baseball. Like Manny Machado's going to LA. Going to LA, and it just kind of like it was like in the news for like thirty six hours, and then oh, okay, we're we're this deadline insane. Everyone's like, wow, sick, crazy, and then the next day it was like LeBron opens the school that gets four days. You know, it's like. The MLB's got some work to do in terms of getting, and then obviously Manfred came out and says that Trout needs to, Mike Trout needs yeah. to advertise himself a little bit more. When I don't think that's really the issue with baseball. Rob Manfred Fred, needs sorry. Mike needs Mike Trout to promote himself more. Mike Trout does not need Mike Trout to promote himself more. Right? There's a big difference between sure, the two. Sure. Very, very big difference. Mike Trout is very content with where he is at in life. He does not want to necessarily be a LeBron James in the news every day. Plus, he's in. He's. I mean, he's not. They're not in the LA market, but they're in the LA market. Yeah, of course they are. They're so, bigger than the Chargers are in LA. Let's hold on. Since we're out here in Southern California, let's talk about this. Let's for a do moment. it. The rank of the like fifteen teams that are in this freaking Southern yeah. California part of it's ridiculous you know, the state. It's absolutely ridiculous. The Lakers have now gained just by getting LeBron. They have now gained the number one. Lakers, spot Dodgers. I have yeah. to be two. Lakers, they Dodgers? have to be two. Sure. Uh, I think the Chargers are on the list. Past LAFC. No, I, Rams are, in terms of popularity in the area, sure. the Rams are ahead of the Chargers. Uh, yeah. Did, what did I say was the, the least? I think oh, the Chargers I, are the excuse last. Me, excuse me. Okay. I thought you said that they were next yeah. after the Lakers Dodgers. No, no, no. Dodgers. I thought the Chargers, the Chargers are by far Back the, the, the last. Yes. The, the last team on the list because. I they mean, might be high. They're LAFC behind. is getting popular. The new, the new soccer club. They have two clubs for soccer. Zlatan has made waves sure. out in L.A. There are so many stars sports-wise. The Ducks and the Kings are like perennial uh, Western yeah. Conference contenders the last 10 years. You've got the Lakers. The Clippers have been a pretty damn good franchise they over the last six years. they got a fun team this year as well. I mean, how are the Chargers just going to compete? Did you see the Madden the thing? Too. Yeah, they still. Oh my God! In Madden 19, if you play as the Chargers and you go and you play at home in Madden, it will still say "and looking live in sunny San Diego, the Mission Valley area." Oh my God! Did they knock down the stadium already? Say that again. Did they have they knocked down the stadium? No, because the Aztecs, San Diego State Aztecs, oh, still, still play there, there. Okay. and they just actually That's far renewed too big of a stadium anyway. They just uh, renewed their contract to play at that stadium for like another two years. Okay. That's still too big of a stadium for the Aztecs, in my opinion. Oh, it's way, way too big. Yeah. But I don't know what else you could do there's if you're nothing the else you can you, There's nothing else you can do. I, the L.A. sports scene is going to be insane. And, you know, October, if, if Manny Machado's leading the Dodgers back to the NLCS and the World Series, that's right around where LeBron's going to start his reign in L.A. Yeah. 
are we? Is it gonna matter? You know what I saw it, I, is baseball gonna take second fiddle and arguably the most important part of the season to a opening night L.A. Laker game. So I saw a tweet from Bill Plaschke, okay, from around the horn. Yeah, I know Bill is. L.A. dude covers. It's been covering L.A. for a long time. Game seven of either the divisional series or the National League pennant. Yeah, is the same night. As LeBron's home opener with the Lakers. And that could be Cubs-Dodgers again. Oh, like, could you imagine if Cubs-Dodgers and LeBron's home opener was happening in the same night in L.A.? I mean, I, what, no other city is doing that kind no of stuff. No other city is doing that. And I don't know if how many people are going to pay attention. To, I mean, maybe. The Dodgers. How do you do it? Like, you know, part of our bias is probably because we're NBA guys and we... But we're not but not we, MLB guys yeah. either. It's not like we dismiss. I, it's I'm just. It's just. Insane. I've been writing about the MLB the whole summer. It's just insane how, how much, cultural significance there is in the NBA now. NBA just reached forty million followers. 50, fifty. It was fifty. Okay. On Instagram. Yeah. They they smoked the rest of the competition. And NFL's at like eleven. Eleven, and the MLB's at like five. NASCAR's barely. You know what's surprising? And I don't want to go on a tangent here. So keep me on track, okay? Yeah. The UFC is at 9.9 million followers on Instagram. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to reproduce highlights on social media. But, okay. I do, but you might be that right. Because helps, that helps the NBA a ton. It does. minute-long mixtapes that high school kids are sending out, college kids it are sending out. It screws over the MLB because they don't want to post anything. Exactly. Like our radio that's, station. That's, that's more the MLB's fault than anybody else. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The MLB, we weren't allowed to replay videos on our social Usually media page. I don't know why I said 50. Okay. 30. Okay. And I believe the UFC is at like 9 million, which, man, Conor McGregor is going to come up. He's fighting here on October 6th. October is going to be a crazy month, dude. 9.9, so they're at 10. Okay. Wow. That's really surprising and impressive. For, for his, you know, they have a niche following. NFL's Definitely. at 11.7. But that's crazy for them to be right on par with... MLB's 4.5. How does that happen? You can't compete online. The MLB cannot compete online with the NBA as long as those numbers stay the same. They won't and be if, they, if they're not willing to share the videos. And it, not letting you know fans share the videos. Part of yeah. the reason why I love Twitter so much as it's just a bystander liking the NBA is I can go on a, any night, see Worldwide Rob post a highlight, and that automatically I've seen more... NBA content on my timeline than I'll ever see on MLB content. You're absolutely And I worked at a baseball radio station social media page and it was it's so hard. It is so hard to work with the MLB. They don't let you do anything, dude. It's horrible. They really need to consider changing that platform. Someone someone needs to walk in and be like, this is what you guys need to do. You have to do it. It's just not working right now. just in this day and age, like the more accessible you make your product, make your your games, your teams, your players, the more you do that, the more popular you will be more or less, the more in the know you will be. LeBron is talked about every day in not just basketball sense. Yeah. This summer has proved it. By moving to LA, how many times have we heard LeBron's got this new project working in LA? LeBron's producing this new thing. Yeah. LeBron's got a hand in uninterrupted here. LeBron opens a school. There is a petition. Dude could be that had. I don't want to make up a number, so I, I'm going to have to double check. I think fifteen thousand people have signed for him to become the new U.S. Board of Education, the Secretary of Education. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I believe it. Jesus Just be, Christ, I, dude. I, I mean, he's so dominant in so many areas of the world that he can come up. And how many players in the MLB can say that? How many guys can come up in a in a fashion discussion? How many guys can come up in a you know, it's a lot to ask of MLB players, and I don't think it's their problem. No, it's if not. We just got to, I, I, feel, I feel like Jose Ramirez is a really interesting guy. You yeah. know, I feel like Mookie Betts, super interesting guy that I would want to learn more about, but on a but, national sense, but it's super local. The but MLB I cannot tell local. you a thing about Mookie Betts. Because he I lives, because he's in Boston. could not tell you a single— and that's, I, that's its problem. MLB is so local. The Cubs fans only care about the Cubs fans. Padres fans, how many people care about you? As you just pointed out to me, don't care about Boston. Boston's the best team in the league. Yeah, no how, one. How no often one do we, cares. we care about Golden State when they play on a all the time? Because all they the time, it's all it's the MLB is super local. It doesn't allow its fans to to share or even the, the networks to share their highlights. With all this said, 
the home run derby was, was fantastic. It was awesome. Perfectly timed. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, my God. In Washington, D.C., Harper doing his thing. You had Reese showing out. Schwarber. Schwarber. Just bombs. absolute bombs. Oh, my God. I could watch that guy hit bombs for days. He that was, was fun. awesome. That was that was one of the few noteworthy highlights the MLB has had this year. And a part of it's the gameplay too. And I, I think that, but I personally don't think before they change the game, they could simply just change how they distribute their content. Yeah, they got to change it before you before you start. You know, do shifts. You know, the, you know, batters are striking out more. Uh, I think uh, who's the big MLB guy tweeted out Ken Rosenthal said there's like. Did the research? I, I don't want to credit the wrong guy, but I saw it on Twitter uh, that it's like something action-wise happens every three minutes. You can't have that. Yeah. For for when you go to a game where tickets, you know, a Cubs game is upwards of eighty dollars depending on where you sit. Plus, a Sox game is worth five dollars. It doesn't matter where you go see a game. Don't it's get Chicago, me. Don't get me riled San, up right San, now. San, go, San Diego. A beer's ten dollars. A tot. A hot dog's another eleven dollars. You can't take the family to a ball game anymore, and without these, spending one hundred fifty dollars, without your next automatic. mortgage, and that's another issue they have. Huge issue. I don't understand why or what the benefit is of keeping these high entrance fees, and instead of allowing more people to come in, if it, if the ticket was five dollars and it was uh, five beers for twenty bucks, like how could that not be better? Than me not going at all. Right. Like, if you keep doing it this way, and I'm the guy who is going to games. I've been to two Angels games this year. I've been to a Dodger game, and I've been to, like, three Padre games this summer. Sure. I'm the guy going. But if I'm getting frustrated, and I'm not willing to spend it, who is going to go out and buy and spend the money on the Especially when you have multiple kids who like baseball. You know, your family of five has three boys, maybe. Absolutely, and our, and our love baseball growing up, but you you don't you don't want to put the pressure on the parents. Be like, you know, kids need to start playing baseball at a younger age. Well, then make it more accessible for these for these younger kids to go see games, to go enjoy the game, to go see their their you know their heroes in person. They're not they're not allowing that to happen, and that's a lot of MLB talk about how much we, there's a lot of dislike. But we still on. love it. I mean, we're two guys that watch are still in October. Into it. Yeah, know. we're I'm still watching now. I'm watching the. I have watched almost every goddamn Padre game, and they're freaking 20 games out of this. Sure. So I'm still into it, but there's just so many things that I feel like they could make slight changes, slight, slight changes across the board that would totally impact the entire product as a whole. All right, we got like a couple more minutes here. Okay. What do you want to do? Fall is coming around the corner. Fall is coming around the corner. Um, I will say a lot of people are getting excited for football. I'm personally very excited about Hard Knocks. I have not watched episode one yet. I have not either. I will. I will. Gotten good reviews. Last year was the first year of my life, and I know that this is not the case for you, but for me, this was the first year of my life that college football meant a lot more to me than the NFL. Yeah. And this year, it continues. (laughs) I am so excited for the college football season. A lot of that has to be parlayed with Mizzou football. A little bit, but I mean, what? Mizzou's not going to be contending for a national championship. No, but we have a noteworthy guy. Yes. Yes, we do. Who? Drew. Drew Locke. Who, Secure the bag, You baby. can get him at plus 3,300 odds Take at the moment. It. Take it. Ride it. All the way home. They're going to be a little fun in the SEC East. The SEC East has its powerhouses in Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, which comes to comes to town September twenty second, that'll be a crazy game. That's Parents Weekend. Yeah, I think we're gonna travel down to the. We're, we're in talks to travel down to Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa to see to see possibly the. We have to figure out a place to stay. Airbnb it. Is that the move? I, I found a place about 0.3 miles away from the stadium. It's hundred a night. Okay, so we've got it's a two, house, and not okay. just a room. A yeah. house. A house. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. We got two trips. Then we got Tuscaloosa, and then we've got our United Center trip. For, for Bulls, a yeah. Bulls Bucks game, absolutely. Both of which will require yeah road podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to go to any games this year from Mizzou? I mean, I've been to I think at least three games. I went to. I mean, I haven't gone since my freshman year. Really? I look. I mean, you've been hosting the. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you've when been you hosting. host a tailgate that yeah. people come to, it's, yeah. a little, it's difficult. But also, like, 
you know, the tailgate became more important than the I, I, yeah. I a lot of people, a lot of Mizzou fans. It became more important than the actual game, and I think this is the year that people are gonna really gonna be tuning in for the. And we got that that new end zone that's being built right that's now. That's right. It's be really, really extended, cool. Extended, extended little seating area, yeah. and then it's got like suites and everything, so that'd be really cool. But I've been to, I think I've been to three games every year. I went to like five games my freshman you. year, four games my sophomore year, and then like three games last year. So. I've been I've been putting in my work, paying my dues. Yeah, I really yeah, and and you know you came in at a really bad time. I, I was time. lucky to see Horrible at least I was going. Time. I, I I know I'm like the only one at the school now who knows the feeling. I was at being, the Auburn game last year, and we were getting spanked by like forty at halftime. I may be the only one at the school who has the feeling as a fifth year senior now <laughs> of of what it's like to play in an SEC title game against Bama. To know that hype, to know yeah. how how crazy that gets. Can't and, even fathom it. And I think this is this is gonna be a really good year. I think we're gonna surprise a few. I I think our over under is like eight, eight wins, which I would love to get ten. I would. Oh my god, I would love to get ten. It's, it's so much to ask. I, I asked eight last year, and at one point it looked like the most outlandish asking price yeah, of all. Here we are. And then and then we, we make that run at the end of the season, and uh, I'm excited about this year. Drew Locke's gonna be really really good. I think. I in, think in that, telling in that new offense against Derek Dooley. Yep. And then and then the defense, which I think is gonna improve so much with uh Beckner came back and I think we're just gonna improve Beckner might be a dog this year bro yeah, I think he might he be a real dog if, on if defense. you show out in the SEC East and your defensive lineman yeah. you're gonna go high in the draft yeah I you think will Mizzou might have two guys who are gonna go high in 2019 draft which that alone makes us fun to watch if, yeah you know if we if we aren't as good as we thought we are and we don't you know maybe we do just win eight games again or something like that I think a telling game this season about the status of our program as a whole sure. will be the Purdue game. Last year, we got absolutely smacked by Purdue. I remember going in that week and thinking this should be a win that gets Locked back it in. on track. Big game. We'll, we're going to get back right where we need to be. Purdue ended up being a decent team last year. But you, you and beat they're Purdue. still a decent. You yes, beat Purdue. You beat Purdue. And we're going to go into, uh, what's it? Lafayette? Yeah. I think that's what Ooh, that, that time might be a good Indiana. Call. That might be a good call. We're going to go in there and, you know. I, you're That'll right. be a telling game. It will. It's going to be a very telling game. If we can go in game. there avenge the horrendous loss at home last year. Show oh, that God, I want team. it. I want it so bad. And then Georgia, like, it's so much to ask for. I was there when the last time the last time Georgia showed up at our place. Georgia's so good this year. They're going to be so good. Yeah. They're going to be Frown's so bad. good. Oh, I'm excited to see uh, our boy Jamon Moore. Uh, do some work with Rodgers this year. Yeah, and tonight, in Green tonight, Bay. Yeah, a lot of preseason football starts off tonight as well. And yeah, they're like a couple. There's multiple games. Uh, oh, it's like a half, lot. It's a ton. Yeah, okay, it's first, it's like almost re- half. Re- oh yeah, definitely more, almost half, if wow. not more. It's gonna be. It'll be. So that starts up. You know, the fall is always a great time, and we'll get back to school here in the next week. We've slowed down our podcast, but it makes sense. You know, sports season slowed down. It's summer. It makes sense. Two thousand. We were all also, obviously as we started at the beginning of the podcast that. We had a lot going on too, and we caught up, and and now we're going into the fall where everything's gonna be in full swing, and I'm looking forward to we're it. We're approaching and, and the uh, one year anniversary of our first podcast together. Our, our, our one year anniversary, and then obviously we'll be together more, so there'll be podcasts more consistently and weekly. Um, and, the videos though, yeah, are gonna be so fun to implement. Yeah, taking a lot more videos, doing a lot more digital content, especially when the shirts start rolling in. As Woo! Well. It's God, be a good time. All right, Bo, take us home. Okay, we needed a lot to get through. It was a lot, a lot, a lot to get through. We haven't talked in about a month, so we had to do it all. We had to do the NBA free agency. LeBron to L.A. We're in Southern California. Where's Jim Rome at? We got Boogie to the Warriors, Mello to the Rockets, OKC. They're going to improve. They added Dennis Schroeder. Who's taking over the East? Is it the Celtics? They're now officially healthy again. The 76ers now with a little bit more experience. Simmons, Embiid, Giannis. He wants Excalibur. Excalibur is waiting on the top of that Eastern Conference mountain, and he wants to go grab it. He looks built to do so. We then went into baseball, the status of baseball, as we always do. We got to talk about the state of the Padres, the Chicago Cubs, the Cardinals, Matt Carpenter, Manny Machado, 
J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, the Yankees, who just got swept by the Red Sox. The Red Sox, nine games ahead. We got into the A's, who are completely overperforming. We, we opened the segment with some PGA Championship highlights. We gave you a quick update. It's, it's only Thursday, but it's in St. Louis, so you know we'll be following, as we always do. It's going to be a big couple months for the UFC. Conor McGregor's fighting on October 6th. Um, that's something that I really want to get into is maybe not necessarily in these podcasts, but doing short little UFC bits because it's something I really love. I love the fight game itself. Just something about the fight game. I love boxing. I love UFC. I love the promotion for it all. And then we, we ended up with where we are right now and Luke and I are going to go uh, hit the town a little bit and, and see what San Diego has to offer, but that was about this, it for the Iconic Podcast. It is August 9th, Thursday at 439. Uncle Luke, that's a pretty good recording session, brother. Yeah, it was. I feel good. I'm going to go back in that pool if you don't mind, though. Good. Let's go home, baby. Let's go Let's home. Go home. <laughs> Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. Yeah.